Welcome to The Art of Being a Mum, the podcast where we hear from mothers who are artists and creators, sharing their joys and issues around trying to be a mother and continue to make art. Regular topics include mum guilt, identity, the day-to-day juggle, mental health and how children manifest in their art. My name's Alison Newman. I'm a singer, songwriter and a mum of two boys from regional South Australia. I have a passion for mental wellness and a background in early childhood education. You can find links to my guests and topics they discuss in the show notes, along with music played, a link to follow the podcast on Instagram and how to get in touch. All music used on the podcast is done so with permission. The Art of Being a Mum acknowledges the Boendick people as the traditional custodians of the land and water which this podcast is recorded on and pays respects to the relationship the traditional owners have with the land and water, as well as acknowledging past, present and emerging elders. Thanks so much for joining me today. My guest on the podcast is Louise Agnew. Louise is a photographer based in Millicent, South Australia, and a mum of three children. Louise came to photography professionally 10 years ago after a career in psychology and social work, after the urge for a creative outlet just took over. Louise loves capturing the relationship between mothers and their children and is a champion of encouraging mums to get out from behind the cameras and into the photos. Her candid style and genuine relationships forged with her clients has made Louise a local favourite, cemented by the many community collaborations she takes on. Today we chat about how Louise was able to make a big shift in her mindset and her identity around mothering, body image and the media, and the high value she places on having a therapist she can chat to. You'll also hear some chatter with her seven-month-old son, George. This discussion contains mentions of mental health issues. Thanks so much for coming on today, Louise. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so you're, well, I shouldn't say you're from Mount Gambier. You're in Millicent, aren't you? Yes, I did. I grew up in Mount Gambier, um, moved away, went to uni and um, then didn't think I'd ever move back, but met a local Tantanula boy in Adelaide and (laughs) we moved back, lived in the Mount for, um, I don't even know how long, eight years, 10 years or something. And then we only just moved to Millicent um, about six months ago. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Six to 12 months ago. I've. I've lost my marbles. I don't even know where, where I'm at. Oh, dear. Very good. So you're a photographer. Um, can you tell us a little bit, a bit about sort of how you got started and the sort of style of photography that you like to do? Yep. Um, so I've been shooting for probably over 10 years now um, professionally, but um, it probably started, well, I mean, I always sort of, was the person with a camera in their hand um, my whole life pretty much. I've always enjoyed it. But um, basically, yeah, so I went to uni, studied psychology and then went on and did my master's in social work. Um, So I was working in that field and absolutely loved the work I did, but um, then also needed that creative outlet as well, which is where I was doing my photography. And um, eventually 
it sort of took over um well, it didn't take over but I had to share my time across two jobs basically and one of them had to give so yeah I went with the photography yeah right so do you do um all styles of photography like weddings and portraits and so well, I used to do weddings um and then if we're talking about being a mother <laughs> um <laughs> once I had children it became quite difficult for me um I um would have people wanting to book two years in advance and I did you know I was in that baby making phase of my life and I thought I don't want to cancel on people and then um I did take on a last minute request for a wedding after I had my firstborn Rosie and I think I don't know how old she was somewhere between six and 12 months yeah um but I was still breastfeeding and said I can do it but you'll have to be okay because you wouldn't take a bottle yeah. um, mum had to drive her out to this wedding and it was 40 something degrees oh. she was sitting in the car waiting for a feed the wedding was running late and I went out and fed her and I thought nope this is like I loved the work but yeah. it just wasn't it's not the time of my life at the moment so I'm still not doing weddings um so my main focus is families and um, businesses and I really love um, to capture motherhood, actually, which, um, yeah. yeah, I think that passion sort of begun, has begun since becoming a mum myself. Yeah. Do you think a bit of that, um, I noticed, I obviously follow you on Instagram, um, there's this sort of, you seem to have a, a sort of push for the mums to make sure they're in the photos too, that it's sort of, yes. seem to be always the ones taking the photos, but they're not yep. in absolutely and I think we always have these excuses for all the reasons that we shouldn't be in the photographs you know like we need to lose more weight or we well that's the biggest one I find uh -huh. um you know there's always something behind the reason or that you oh, wait till this child's older or we might have another child so we should wait until that child's born or uh -huh. you know it's um it's that classic self-sacrificial thing that mothers do um yeah, yeah thinking that they don't deserve to be in photographs but I know when I look back at photographs of myself um you know four years ago with Rosie and I was a very different look at that stage in my life um you know I don't hate those photographs I'm, I'm so glad to see I mean my favorite thing to capture is that connection that mums have with their children and mm -hmm. that's what I think I look back on and reflect on when I look at the photos of myself um not judging not judging myself yeah yeah it's an easy thing to do at the time I think but it's more that having that history recorded of how things were with when your kids were tiny or or bigger yeah you know? absolutely yeah and it is it's so hard to to get past that initial oh geez look at me in that photo oh you know all this yeah. kind of stuff it's like look look past that and see see it for what it is it's a mother with their child and they have a great relationship yeah. and it's a great memory to have mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And I think too, um, these days, because nine times out of 10, the reason that we're in a photograph is because we've taken a selfie with our children, not <laughs> an actual stand over there and capture. And so the way that we perceive ourselves with filters and, and having such a control over how you can make yourself look on an iPhone with your reverse camera on shooting a selfie, mm. um, it can be confronting sometimes to see yourself for how the whole world sees you, you know, um, yeah. yeah when you lose that control <laughs> don't have yeah don't have the filter <laughs> and the, the, the you know overhead yeah. angles 
yeah that's it it look, looks good for me yeah yeah <laughs> that's my classic one <clears throat> whenever people take photos of me I say make sure you're up a bit higher <laughs> Get the yeah. <laughs> The way you like to shoot is quite candid then. You like to capture people just in the moment. Um, do you yeah. do a lot of outdoor or studio? What's your sort of main preference? Mostly outdoor. Um, <laughs> I really love shooting in the golden hour, um, either early in the morning or late at night. Late at night tends to be the go. Um, and often people freak out and think, oh, my kids are going to, you know, they're not going to be any good. But I think I love that wildness of children I don't want them to sit there like little statues being you know um yeah I don't that studio style is probably not my thing so much um I mean some there's a time and place for it you know when I'm taking headshots or newborns are a bit different because you don't want the kids being wild around a newborn too much so you know but at the moment since moving to Millicent I don't actually have a studio anymore so I'm definitely yeah definitely not a studio at the moment yeah, so I really you... um, have this um, new obsession with film and yeah. um, the nostalgia that, I don't know, I've recently borrowed a camera from another photographer and shot some film on there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, yeah, I love that. That's probably my current feel, I think, in my images, that nostalgic feel. Yeah, right. And does that then mm-hmm. mean that you basically what you shoot is what you get? Like it's not, can you still? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, just sent my first roll off the other day so yeah it could be a disaster because you don't get that <laughs> initial feedback <laughs> I have no idea how oh, be it reminds yeah. me <clears throat> pardon me of my wedding I had mine was shot on film and it mm. was like it just feels like the olden days when you like yeah I know. <laughs> it does and it's like I, I was taking a photo of Rosie and she was like can I see it and I was like no you can't mm. like not till we finish this roll send it off like there's a real I think I current generation don't know how to wait and I'm guilty of that too not just not just kids but yeah. we want everything now it's like no you have to wait for it yeah, there's something magic in that I think yeah it's like it's like when yeah. you used to go out as a teenager and I mean I'm not sure there might be a bit of age difference between you and I but you take your little pentax out to shadows and then have to wait to see wait to yeah see no I used to, do that. I used to have disposable cameras out <laughs> Yeah, and then you'd think, oh, what is going to come back on this film? I hope this pharmacist doesn't judge me. (laughs) Yeah, that's it, isn't it? You've briefly mentioned your um, children a little bit. Can you tell us um, more about your children? How many others that you have apart from Rosie? Yes. So, yeah. So Rosie's nearly five. um, She's just started primary school. Um, Patrick, or as we call him Paddy, he doesn't even really know that his name's Patrick. Um, (laughs) He is two and a half and George is seven months. Yep. Yep. Nearly eight months. Yep. 
so here's the new the newest yeah. edition here's the newest and the final edition <laughs> i saw <laughs> a meme that said two kids is two kids but three kids is 20 or something and that's very true <laughs> it's tipped the scales for us <laughs> oh goodness so yeah, you, but it's been great you use your children a lot as your inspiration i guess in your work yeah i do yeah if i want to try something new or you know um i'll often take one of the kids out and you know play around with light or yeah a new style of editing or whatever it might be yeah and they're they, great i was gonna say do they enjoy that they, like with rosie asking if she can stick, she's obviously used to you know yeah the feedback like, and i do respect them like if they don't want to then i won't um yeah and i always ask but because my style is very candid too sometimes i might just be out running under the sprinkler or you know just not doing anything and yeah they love seeing them love seeing the photos that I've taken afterwards oh that's so cool yeah so how yeah, does that, with with the three now you mentioned not being able to do your weddings how does it sort of work I mean I guess you're still on maternity leave with George but how's it worked with the other children going back to work like trying to fit that in around yes it's um it's interesting <laughs> so I, I have gone back to work now officially um uh -huh. George will start childcare in uh, about two months, which breaks my heart. The other two didn't start till they were 14 months. But yeah. I burnt myself to a crisp both times, thinking that I could work around their naps and, you know, which is what I'm doing at the moment, basically. Mm -hmm. But I'm only taking on a very light workload. Um, but, yeah, Paddy goes to childcare and Rosie's at school. So that's how I make it work. Um, I shoot, like I mentioned before, um, at, during the golden hour. So mm -hmm. often that's when Tom's home. So he'll have the kids then. So nine times out of 10, I try and shoot when Tom's home and edit when they're napping or in care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned um, just then about it breaks your heart. Do you do you feel that sort of the I don't want to say guilt, but that yes. pull of oh no, my child's going to childcare, so I can do what yeah. I want to do. Is that yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yes. I I know you you talk a bit about guilt um, in lots of your episodes. Yeah. Um, I do feel guilty. Um, it's not a guilt. I feel guilty because I, no, I don't know. I don't know if it's a guilt that I feel for sending him to childcare mm -hmm. because I don't have a choice. So I know that it's something that I have to do and I want to do. Like I mm. think sometimes saying that we feel guilty is our way of making ourselves feel like we're a better mother because, oh, we can't possibly do something for ourselves and then have this like, you know, does that make us a bad mum for wanting to, go back to work or for wanting time for ourselves well no it doesn't like <laughs> that's okay we're people in our, in our own right and we should have time separate from our children um yeah so it's more that I feel guilty because the other two got more time before they went to childcare. I think mm -hmm. um but I know again putting myself first that I will fall apart if I 
try and do it all again this time. So, um, yeah, so I've done a- lots of work on since the other two on what it means to be a good mum. And um, I don't know if you've read much into the good enough mother. There's a sociologist that I follow on uh, Instagram, yep. Dr. Sophie Brock. Do you follow her? Um, no, I haven't seen her actually. Oh, Can you spell her surname? Yeah, B-R-O-C-K. Radio. Make a name. Yeah. Um, and she, her whole thesis is based on motherhood and what it means to be the ideal mother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and um, basically she breaks down that that's really a myth, um, <laughs> that we are all good mothers and that having time to ourselves and, um, you know, we all, we're not the, the perfect mother, that's what she calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's that that perfect mother thing is this thing that we are constantly striving to be but it just doesn't work like that yeah. no one's perfect and yeah you have to listen to her because I'm not very good at explaining it oh no that's great I'll, I'll definitely but get she on does talk me. about the guilt mother guilt and mm-hmm. that it's a cycle um in she says that we need to shift our guilt to ambivalence basically um and saying you know it's okay that I that I want to go and do something for myself or be, you know, we need to have that time away creatively and, um, you know, whatever it might be that you want to do to perform better as parents. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That is honestly, that's that's awesome. I'm definitely going to get onto that lady. I'll put on yeah. first. She has a podcast too, actually. Yeah, cool. Because you've got your background in your psychology and social work, has that, I don't want to say it's been easy because nothing's ever easy, but has that been, you've been able to sort of understand it in a way that most other people probably couldn't because you do have that education and training, I guess? The motherhood guilt thing. Yeah. You're able to sort of quantify Um, it a bit differently. I think so. I'm still obsessed with... um, learning anything psychology based um and neuroscience is like was one of my favorite things to work with um when I was working as a therapist um I think sometimes it can be a hindrance as well because I do read too much sometimes and yeah but then when I'm when I'm um in one of those ruts then I'll also be able to come back to okay um yeah I'm there's this pull to constantly be this perfect mother I think and Sometimes we know too much and then we think, oh, I've yelled at the kids too much today or, um, you know, I'm not doing things how I should be doing them. That should yeah. that we constantly throw in there. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I shouldn't be doing this. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think there's positives because I feel well educated, but also sometimes it's 
there is a thing about knowing too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That sort of ties into the the concept of identity about how you sort of see yourself as a person, I suppose. Um, and you mm-hmm. said before that, you know, we're people in our own right, even though we're a mother, yep. we're still our own person. Mm-hmm. Is that something yeah. that's really important to you? It is, but it's taken me a long time to get to that point. Um, after I had Rosie, um, I was very self-sacrificial and literally put everything and everyone before myself um, and was doing that again after I had Patty as well. Mm-hmm. And probably I reckon when he was about six months old, I just started to, I saw um, uh, someone that's close to me um, taking time for herself. And I remember initially thinking, how can she do that? Like, how can she go to the gym for like an hour every however many days, whatever it was, a week? Yeah. I remember really thinking that, that that I couldn't understand it. I just, I didn't judge it, but I could not understand how you could do that. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing it myself and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I wasn't doing this. I am a better mother for it. I am, it just changed me as a person. It changed me as a mother. Mm-hmm. And of course you can spend an hour a day if that's what you choose to go and move your body and, you know, help yourself. Like, mm. Yeah. It's funny how you can stand on the other side of the room and think something's impossible until you start doing it yourself and then think, oh, this is actually how you should be living. Mm. But <laughs> yeah. now, um, yeah, yeah, I know, I'll notice if I haven't because I like to try and go for a walk every day. Um, and maybe this is perceived as a little bit self, self-sacrificial, but I try and go before everyone wakes up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but still, I know that there's a chance that they might not and it's something that I do for myself. Um, and it just makes me such yeah in such a good mindset and yeah Mm. yeah it it has taken me a while to get there yeah oh good on you good on you for feeling that way that's awesome yeah but Uh, of course there's still guilt for everything else that (laughs) comes in it's like Mm. a never-ending thing isn't it for yeah but that's so true like you we all whether you're a mother or a father or just in a relationship without children, everybody needs to have something just for them that's separate to separate to everything else and everyone else. I think it's so important. I agree. It's so hard to do. Like you, you're hitting the nail on the head there. Like it's, you just, you can see other people do it, but you can't quite make sense of it, how it's going to maybe work for you or how you can let yourself do it, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Definitely. No, it is so important. It's definitely a common theme. Like oh, we, want yeah. to, we want to be able to do it because we know it's important, but then it's like, oh, you know, that all yeah. those little things tug at you to, to yep. challenge you, I guess. Um, we do. And I find... And it's really great, I think, as a mum, it's really great for the dad to have that time mm. to 
because I I know that I mean maybe not all mums do it, but we're very good at saying um, oh no I'll I'll do that that's okay or um, mm. I'll just you know and how do we let dads have a chance to to parent if we're stepping in over the top all the time? So it does give them that space, I think, which is nice. Yeah, to connect that, with the kids one on one, and yeah, absolutely. It's like yeah, like that that relationship for them is really important you know, for both both ways, for the child and the dad. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned before you've got your husband as your support. Did you have any any other sort of role models maybe within your, your circle or your photography industry of how to juggle it, how to manage having the children and doing your work? Or was it just something you um, felt through on your own? I have had actually been um, meeting up with a psychologist since having George. I've had a couple yeah. of sessions and she's helped me so much with this because that was the reason for my referral. I was feeling overwhelmed and I, I basically said I have tipped, it's tipped me over having three, mm-hmm. um, my ability to juggle everything. Like I was like, I don't know how to have tea cooked, do the shopping, the washing, the groceries, you know, yeah, and fit in work and fit in me and fit in the time with the kids and, you know, and yeah. not park them in front of the TV too much, you know. <laughs> Yeah. very overwhelming um yeah. yeah so she she's been really really great um and just having someone there to say it's okay for you to do something for you um sometimes you just need to hear it from someone outside your circle I think yeah, yeah. that's so true isn't um, it? yeah yeah but yeah one of my um best mates um is also a social worker mm-hmm. and she's a very strong advocate for um for mums and um yeah she's great to talk to about all of this stuff I probably (laughs) um lean on her too much sometimes (laughs) she's um on Instagram mama matters is her um Instagram handle yes you follow her yes I do yeah 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 so she's up in the gold coast Mm -hmm. um yeah so she gets the occasional phone call where I'm like oh what have I done I'm a terrible mother (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, she talks me down. She's like, too hard on yourself. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need, we do need that though, don't we? Like someone just to sort of, to give us that confidence that it is okay. What we're feeling is normal. How we're behaving yeah. is normal. There's nothing wrong yeah. with what we're doing. You know, you just need that yeah. little bit of reassurance. And Yeah, you really do. Yeah. yeah. So he puts this thing up about once a week um, that says, like, you know, asks people to reply on her stories. It says I'm still a good mum and and then you have to fill out the box so it might be like still a good mum and my kids ate McDonald's for tea every night this weekend or you know and it shifts yep. that that feeling of guilt to ambivalence and yeah it's mm-hmm. really wonderful yeah oh. to see it there so yeah. like that they all that everyone's in the same boat it just really normalizes yeah that yeah. there is no golden 
Mother Mary, you know, whatever. I don't know who you want yeah. to talk about, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like there's no this, there's no there's no one that's doing it absolutely right all the time and mm. has made a mistake and yeah. is balancing everything in their life amazingly. Um yeah. I remember one someone in my I was the lady that ran our mother's group when I had my first child. She says, you're not a real mum until your baby's rolled off the bed. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Excellent. I'm that's definitely true. a real mum. Like, it's, yeah. it's just normal. People had come in like, oh, I did this and I've done that. And she's like, that's fine. That's what happens. Your child's never going to remember yeah. it and they're never going to be harmed by that. Like, yeah. you know, we've got, yeah. we're so worried about how to do things and if it's right and and yep. even when I had that my first, right. there wasn't a massive social media, like Facebook was around, but it had only sort of just started. So it wasn't being mm-hmm. used constantly. Um, and there certainly wasn't Instagram. And so I didn't have that sort of sense of judgment. But then when I had my second, it was like, oh, my God, like it's just coming at you from every angle and you're just yeah, really hard to block that out. And I did a yes. lot of unfollowing of, of accounts yes. that weren't really helping and a lot of following of yeah. big ones. And, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I think the thing about social media is there has been that bounce back, hasn't there? Like when it first sort of started getting bigger, yeah. Um, you know, it would be this is the perfect body or this is the perfect X, Y, Z. And now there's, you know, lots of people saying, well, actually, you know, you yeah. can look like this too and be beautiful or you can, um, I don't know, yeah. all the, yeah, you can parent like this and or this is normal or this is okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. you've just mentioned something that's just reminded me and I, I haven't asked you if it's okay to talk about this or not so it's up to you if you want to but you're involved mm-hmm. in a, I want to call it a campaign a project oh yes about um sort of how would you word it what's what's the best way to describe it if you want to body you positivity to. yeah yeah body positivity yeah yeah share with us how, how you got involved and, and what you did for that um so a f- Oh, actually, she wasn't. I made a friend through doing it. So, um, Ree Weatherall, who also has a podcast, well, she did have a podcast. It's not running anymore. She has another baby yeah. as well. Um, so, she contacted me and said, I want to do something about, you know, um, making women, you know, normalizing bodies. And um, yeah, we sort of started talking and came up with this idea that I would, you know, photograph all types of women, whoever wanted to be involved basically and just um sort of wanting to share that every single body is beautiful and there's no ideal that we should be looking you know to I mean I I do think that we should all try and be healthy and um, we weren't sort of trying to promote um yeah it was more about look after yourself um mm-hmm. and be happy with what you got you've Oh, basically, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that, that sort of self-acceptance that you don't have to wait to love yourself till you're like the perfect size or what you think the perfect size is, you know. you yeah. can, and, yeah. and that you can still, you know, be working on improving your body and love it at the same time. You don't have to wait, you know, to yeah. reach your That's goal, right. whatever. Um, yeah, yeah that, that was really amazing. There were so many local women involved and um, it received an incredible 
um, response, didn't it? It was really, it did. really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the girls who were in it, actually, I shouldn't say girls, um, one of the people who was in it doesn't identify as um, female. Yeah. Um, but all of the people that were involved in the shoot were just felt so liberated afterwards um, and yeah. said that it, they just felt comfortable because they were only wearing their knickers. Yeah. Um, they just felt so comfortable and it, they just felt like they'd really celebrated their bodies. No one was standing there judging other people it was just mm -hmm. such an amazing energy yeah. yeah and I think then outsiders were saying you know it was so amazing to see these people that they knew yeah you don't see what's under people's clothes yeah and to see there's a um, woman I follow called birds oh, is it birds of papaya or something but she has this um beautiful like I don't know if you, if you call it beautiful but her tummy postpartum tummy looks exactly like mine and to see yeah. that yeah because through her clothes and through my clothes you can't see that um it just makes you feel normal and yeah it's so nice to see that instead of this yeah um ripped <laughs> body that people have to yeah. spend their entire life you know working towards and that's yeah. okay if they want to do that but that's not what everyone looks like yeah and that's the thing like they're, they're certainly I'd say in the minority of like certainly people that I know so it's sort of nice to, to realise that it's okay to have uh, stretch marks on your belly after you've had children, and, you know. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and there was even one um, person I photographed who, you know, is um, what people would idolise as, you know, this perfect uh, in, um, what do you call this? Yeah, inverted commas. <laughs> yeah, inverted commas body. But she's got lots of stretch marks and stuff too. So, you know, it's that. Yeah, there is no perfect body, is there? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. beautiful. That was yeah. the yeah. Yeah, slogan of, of the shoot. Yeah. So how did you find that personally taking the photos for them? Was that was that a really fun experience for you or was that challenging for you to try and pump them up and help them feel okay? Or were they already feeling like that sort of? At they came in feeling nervous and once they took their clothes off, um, everyone yeah it was really at ease it was just fun yeah really yeah. really fun yeah yeah oh, that would have been I don't nice. know what it was. we had music pumping and yeah um, we had a glass of champagne and yeah it was good yeah, yeah. oh fantastic <laughs> that's so wonderful yeah. and you had a photo as well didn't you you did a photo yeah too. so we yeah. Ray and I photographed ourselves um yeah. and that was confronting but also so liberating like I felt good I felt yeah good being able to share my um normal body yeah yeah I love that there's a, a lady I follow on Instagram I can't think of her name now but she says she has this saying about how to get a beach body put your bathers on like that's yes, it I love everybody that. has I a beach it. body like yeah, exactly. we don't have to exactly. wait like um I, I was I was involved in the fitness industry for many years instructing and coaching and I got really caught up in the whole culture of it and then all of a sudden mm. I started to see it for what it was and had this massive change because, like you say, it's okay to be healthy, but mm. it was to the extreme. It was to the detriment of everything else in your life, basically. And um, whenever I hear people say, you know, oh, it's only six weeks till Christmas or, you know, it's, it's going to be, um, we've got to get our legs ready for summer. And all, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you know, it just makes yeah. me so cross. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was interesting for me 
yeah. like upstairs was hardcore. Everyone was looking at themselves in the mirror, had the latest like Lorna Jane gear. It was all very full on. And then yeah. after I had my second child, um, I was approached to go back and do aqua, aqua aerobics downstairs. Oh, yeah. And it was the best thing I ever did because I met, here he is. <laughs> Can I go grab him? Go grab him, yeah. No, otherwise, he'll just make that noise over your audio. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Go for it. <laughs> hello. How's it going? Hey, hello. Hello, George. Yeah, done oh, little love, look at you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, he's a sweetheart, isn't he? he is look at that smile. Oh, what a love. Um, yeah, I was just saying, when, when I went downstairs and met real people with real bodies and real issues, um, it, yep. just, it was wonderful for me. I made some amazing friends and I looked at the fitness in a whole different way. It was like fitness to be able to live your life, not fitness to be yes. able to prance around. And sorry, I'm being rude to people, yeah. but um, it was just, it was such a game changer. I think everybody that that's hardcore fitness should go and do an aqua class and just be around people who, if they don't do this aqua class, they won't be able to walk. Like they've got bad, yes. so you know. Yeah. Oh, it's just. Incredible. I think that was a really big mind shift for me when I did start because I was not in a good way uh, in my head and physically. Um, my health wasn't great. I wasn't looking after myself at all. Yeah. And I started to eat better, move my body, and my goal was just literally just to go for a half an hour walk, whatever pace I wanted. Didn't have to flog myself, sweating it out, or jumping around or doing burpees like it was just you know getting it back to the basics of how I should be looking after myself yeah. from the inside out and that was the best thing it wasn't I need to look like you know I can't even think who <laughs> like <laughs> the most <laughs> I can't even think that's terrible but yeah yeah and um, it's not about you Heidi know Klum. there you go yeah I didn't need to look like Heidi Klum <laughs> I yeah. just needed to start looking at looking after my insides and you know if you are looking after yourself, doesn't matter what size you are, it does beam out of you, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. It. it. Beauty generally, like it comes from within. Like it's like you can yeah. see people are, are fired up from within. It's just, it, and it changes yeah. everything about your life. It's just so amazing. Oh. So yeah. amazing. The whole family ticks better. Yeah. Yeah. If the kids are happier and yeah. husband's happier. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> so back to you should, you should put time aside for yourself because everyone benefits from it. A lot of people believe, and I did too, that once you're a mother, then you're complete. So mm -hmm. there's this idea, um, this idea that um, becoming a mother will solve everything. But then once you become a mother, you don't feel like you're doing that job well enough all of the time. So yeah. therefore, you're not complete and you have to keep this cycle of, yeah, <laughs> that was just a thought that popped in yeah. my mind. Um, yeah that's a really good point it's like you you think oh I'm going to get married and have kids and then life will be yeah. amazing and I won't have any problems yeah. anymore it's like it just yeah. creates all its yeah. own new problems <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I once had a friend who thought that quitting her job, she hated her job. So her solution was to quit her job and have kids and that would make her happy. Is that? Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's this um, ideal that, yeah, you're working towards this thing and that's when you'll reach the top. But, oh, it just keeps getting higher and higher. (laughs) that point doesn't it <laughs> the goalpost keeps oh, shifting it yeah that's it isn't it it's incredible yeah that um when I've been pregnant or postpartum in the early stages of postpartum it does affect me and my ability to be creative um I think you do get exhausted in pregnancy and in those you know initial postpartum phases um and I feel like I go back to doing the standard which is still beautiful and I still enjoy what I do but I my ideas don't flow and there's like this block that happens in my head yeah yeah um I don't know if other artists do other artists feel that way as well Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah because it's like all of your energy is goes towards keeping a child alive basically like you sort of yeah you go to some sort of what's the word I'm thinking of like a primal a primal behavior yes and it, yeah, it literally it, it stops the creativity part of your brain because you don't need that to keep a child alive yeah you just need day-to-day yeah. action so it's yeah it's very very common yeah oh there you go very very yeah common. and then I almost feel like this veil gets lifted yeah um and then yeah my ability to create and um think of new ideas and try different things and um yeah almost new ideas come and new inspiration comes because I've just been through that mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and I feel like that's where I'm at at the moment which is exciting yeah hello it's a funny yeah. little chat not until I put myself first, you know, six months after Paddy was born for part of the time. 
um, I feel like that's when my identity shifted from I am a mother to I am a mother and I am, you know, a photographer and I am someone who enjoys Pilates and I, yeah. you know, yeah. um, it took me a long time to separate myself from just being a mum um, and it was a really good place to get to. Um, yeah. yeah, and then I think that helps too. Maybe that is what aligns with that veil lifting postpartum because you are separating yourself as from just being a mother. Um, but, you know, it does have its merits with my work too because I feel like um, I miss what I used to do before photography, like, you know, being a therapist and I miss having a newborn. So, you know, getting to photograph newborns, say, I get to, I feel like I get to have those really deep postpartum chats with mum sometimes and talk about breastfeeding because, I, you know, I'm um, very, um, like, pro a pro breastfeeder I'm a pro fed is best but um I've been lucky that I've been able to feed so you know giving mums advice if they want help with that but then also being able to be creative like I feel like I'm very lucky that my um job has let me you know well what I like to do creatively has become my job and I've been able to merge all those things in together yeah that's so cool yeah. so, like you actually uh, basically um create relationships with your clients it's like yes you're not yeah. just going there yeah. clicking the button it's actually a yeah you know a yeah relationship. and I really think that's such an important part you know in well I feel like that has a massive part in the success of my work because mm -hmm. people feel comfortable with you and you're going to get well for my style of photography you're going to get those shots that you're looking for mm. yeah yeah, people are just being themselves. They feel they, they can feel be themselves, be at ease, connect with the people that they love. Yeah, um, yeah it's good. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah, You've done yeah. a lot of work yeah, yeah. and you're reaping the benefits of that. So well done. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. No, I do feel very lucky. Yeah. Good but stuff. there are a lot of times where I think, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I'm drowning and, yeah. You're here. <laughs> Hence the psychologist that I mentioned before. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, it, and, you know, that's something important to mention too. I think, like, I personally see my psychologist and keep on top of my mental health. And I think it's something that's really common and really important and people don't need to be afraid to seek help from outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a huge stigma, I think, that if you, if you see a shrink, there must be something severely wrong with you. And, well, yeah. it can just be a healthy part of, you know, keeping you know just like drink enough water or whatever you know yeah absolutely it's part of a it's part of a healthy lifestyle you're looking after yourself mentally you know you're going for your walks you know healthy eating it's just it's part of the whole holistic looking after yourself. yeah yeah i think that stigma i don't know it's getting is getting less but yeah um, definitely as the generations roll through <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah definitely yeah 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 all righty, yeah. well, I'll, I'll let you go and have fun with that little man. <laughs> yes, he's getting busy, isn't he? <laughs> You're into it, aren't you, mate? Is he on the move? Is he, is he all over? He's up rocking on his knees but not moving yet. Oh, so that's gloss. what I really want to, you know, hope that he'll have achieved before he starts childcare. I'd like him to be crawling. Oh, darling. God, he's yeah. And those teeth, you're chewing on that down. Yeah, he's got two little chompers at the bottom. Oh, <laughs>
I wanted to ask if, if you've got anything coming up that you want to share. Like, um, I'm not sure if that's, a, you know, applicable um, if you've got any projects or, you know. Well, we do have one, I think, happening in the later stages of the year. We haven't met about it yet, um, but it's going to be more directed at mental health. Yeah, right. Um, and I'm really excited, I think, because of my background as well. I'm not sure what it's going to look like yet or anything like that, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's yeah. It. We'll have to, you have to watch this space. Oh, for sure. Um, so you really do enjoy getting involved with other um, sort of like-minded people in your community. They might not be photographers, but it's like you like yeah. to collaborate and create um, I do. with other people. But yeah. it's very hard to find that balance too because it does take up a lot of time um, yeah. and it's not paid work, you know, that's just creative work. So balancing, you know, taking on enough work to pay the bills and then doing enough creatively um, and then having enough time as a mum, you know, all the things we just talked about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's not an all the time thing. Yeah. But it's, you've got to have those, those different outlets, I suppose, to, to satisfy your creative, you personally, what you want to create. Um, yeah. as well hello <laughs> George that's all right he wants to have a chat too don't you hey what do you want to tell us about yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for your company today if you've enjoyed this episode I'd love you to consider leaving us a review following or subscribing to the podcast or even sharing it with a friend you think might be interested if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch with us via the link in the show notes. I'll catch you again next week for another chat with an artistic mum.